Well, football fans, you know, uh, it's August, so uh, it's not, not only training camp season, but it's time for another edition of the Big D Podcast. Before I bring in Alice to talk about the Dolphins lose in two draft picks, please subscribe, like, and share the Spunky Spectrum Sports YouTube page. We can see all my content. Got a permanent review. Preview coming out later this week, potentially an MLB trade deadline recap later tonight. Also check out the Big D podcast for your audio listeners on Spotify and Apple. So uh, joining me is a very annoyed and uh, I don't I don't know what the I don't know what to what adjective to use for you, Alex, today, but uh in case, but uh, Alex, uh, how do you feel right now? Are you steamed? Are you pissed? Or you want you want to throw something through a window? All of the above, Dylan. Uh, first <laughs> off, glad to be back as always. But um, yeah, it's it's been a rough day uh, as a member of Dolphins Nation today. Um, you know, frustrated is a big is a big word. Angry, upset, sad. You know, all of the all of the key adjectives. But you know, it's. It is what it is. The NFL's made its decision. We just got to move forward with it. Yeah. In case you're wondering, the NFL has stripped the Miami Dolphins of their 2023 first rounder and a 2024 third rounder. That is correct. For tampering with uh, tamper with uh, Tom Brady and former New Orleans Saints head coach Sean Payton. Yeah. So um, obviously the uh, the Brian Flores, uh, Steve Ross uh, tanking allegations were a big part of the story as well. The NFL uh, concluded that there was no uh, there wasn't enough evidence really to uh, be able to add any additional charges or, or, or penalties to the Miami Dolphins organization for the hundred thousand dollar throwing game offer that Stephen Ross allegedly jokingly offered uh to brian flores uh which is a good thing for miami dolphins fans but um you know it, i mean it really comes down to those two picks and primarily that that first round pick next season i mean it's just you know nfl teams tamper all the time that's where i'm going to start with this i mean obviously yes because they did it doesn't mean you can do it correct the dolphins were just so bad at it that they got caught um, and not only caught, but caught and held to the highest degree. It's, what's just really frustrating to me is that, you know, you, you look at previous situations in the NFL where rules weren't being followed, cheating in the playoffs by deflating footballs, spying on other teams' uh, practices and training camps with, with video cameras and using that footage in your own uh, organization – kind of crazy how both of those examples happen to be from the same organization in the same division of the national football league, not even going to grace their name. No, I'm going to Bill Belichick and the new England Patriots have been cheating for the better part of the last two decades. And we have not seen a first round pick been removed from them. We've not seen a third round pick removed from them. It seems like the Roger Goodell, Bill Belichick, Robert Kraft relationship has been going on since the time I was born. And it seems like it will continue to be going on for the rest of either of their existence in the NFL. Uh, 
Uh, Alex, uh, I thought I remember New England losing uh, first-round picks for Spygate and the Flategate, but... Uh, Did they lose first-round picks for both of them? Uh, yes. In, uh, in the 08, I think it was either 14 or 15 for the Flategate. Okay. Well, I stand corrected. Fortunately, I guess the New England Patriots aren't necessarily... Uh, given a uh, free hall pass in those situations, but you know, it's still, you know, just frustrating because at the current state of the Miami dolphins right now, there's been a lot of positivity. There's been a lot of hype Tua has been slinging the rock in training camp, hitting waddle on the deep balls that everyone says he can't hit. I'm sorry, Tyreek on the deep balls that everyone says he can't hit waddle up the seam threading the needle everything just looks good everything looks promising for the miami dolphins at the current state they've got going into a loaded draft next season at the time at this time yesterday two first round picks just you know it's it's a bit of a moment momentum killer um and you know it, it is it's just frustrating because of how optimistic things have looked in, in the miami dolphins camp so far just to kind of be hit with this hammer is really just like a, uh, you know, breaks on a, on a fast moving train. It just, it's, it really does kind of feel like a punch in the gut, but you know, the NFL does have to do what they have to do. They can't allow anyone to get away with things just because if they, you know, if it was just a fine on Steven Ross, if it was just the suspension on Steven Ross, I think more organizations would be willing to take those sacrifices because it doesn't hurt the, uh, the team itself, uh, as opposed to draft picks or, or, or whatever you want to, whatever you want to talk about. But that's just the biggest frust frustration to me is it really just seems to kill, uh, the positive, positive momentum we've been having this off season going into preseason and the, uh, in the regular season. So um, do you, I've got a question. Out of all the teams in major professional sports, how many of them do some kind of tampering? Because now the New York Knicks have been investigated for like some illegal tampering into their recruitment of uh, Jalen Brunson. You know, there's not a team in sports who doesn't do it. It's, it's, it's one of those things where it's going to be impossible for an organization not to be in communication with players on the opposite teams. It's just all of these people, all of these athletes are in a brotherhood in their respective leagues. They all talk. They're all friends. Most of them went to one of the same five, uh, top five power uh, programs or conferences in the league. These guys, all these guys know each other. It just has to come down to the point where when the organization gets involved and when it, crosses the line into friendly banter, friendly talking. Hey, I'd love to, I'd love to play, play more ball with you. When it comes, when it comes to Steven Ross sitting on a yacht with Tom Brady. And that's, that's the biggest problem in the situation is that the dolphins just did tampered so badly. And so like, obviously that it, it really is Stephen Ross's own fault at the end of the day. The biggest problem I have with that is why, why do it so obviously? Why, why make this a problem in the first place when 
Tom Brady and the Miami Dolphins allegedly have been in contact for, in contact for years. I mean, why not just go about this? I never wanted Tom Brady in the first place, but why not just go about this and uh, by following the rules? I mean, Dolphins fans have wanted Stephen Ross out uh, to sell to sell the franchise for years and years and years. I mean, honestly, I wish he would have done a little bit more of, of cheating so that they forced him to sell the team. But I mean, to answer your question, like I said, it happens all around. It's just a matter of doing it the right way, doing it the, the cheating the right way. But yes, I mean, not doing it in the fact that you're going to be able to get caught. And unfortunately, Stephen Ross apparently isn't smart enough sitting on his yacht to uh, to realize that that conversation with Tom Brady was going to get out. Is it weird that three of the that three times that teams have been stripped the first round picks, Spygate, the flaking and whatever this gate is have involved one player? Yeah, and that's I was I was going to be getting to that eventually. You know, the biggest pro- the the biggest pain about this whole situation is the fact that it's centered around Tom Brady. You know, I was in a Twitter space earlier today with uh, a bunch of Dolphins fans, just a bunch of us venting out our frustrations, pretty much right when the news broke. And the main thing that when I volunteered to speak that I was harping on is. I'm a 26 year old Dolphin fan. When I was growing, when, when I started really watching and understanding football, Marino had already retired. It was Jay Fiedler's season, and it was Tom Brady really getting into the prime of his career. I've watched Tom Brady decimate the Miami Dolphins for the better part of two decades. Now I watch him move on from the from the New England Patriots, move to my hometown state, and then win a Super Bowl in his home stadium in my hometown state. Tom Brady has been the source of my NFL misery, misery quite literally my entire life. And now after the fact, after he retired, even though he has, yes, unretired, Tom Brady is still, still to this day, hurting the Miami Dolphins, even when he's not even on the football field. That's the most painful part about this entire process. It's whether he's on the field, whether he's off the field, it just seems like the Miami Dolphins cannot get away from being burned by Tom Brady. And also, the biggest thing, and I'm sorry, I know I'm rambling a little bit, but the biggest thing that's frustrating me at, at, at this point is, yes, we have Tua Tungabailoa as our quarterback. Yes, we have all uh, high expectations and, and, and hope for this upcoming season that he will be the quarterback for this season and for the Miami Dolphins moving forward. But at the end of the day, if the, Tom, if, if the Miami Dolphins really wanted to go after Tom Brady, you know, he is the greatest football player of all time as much as it would have sucked in my soul to root for Tom Brady, if he brought the Miami Dolphins to Super Bowl, it's still a Super Bowl I get to see, which at this point in my life is not a guarantee. And we didn't even get Tom Brady. We didn't get Sean Payton, one of the greatest coaches in the last 20 years. We didn't get Tom Brady, one of the greatest quarterbacks over the last 20 years. All of this drama, all of these penalties, all of these repercussions, and now all of this negative media attention, which the Miami Dolphins do not need more of, is all for nothing because we gain nothing from it. It's just, it's just the most frustrating situation really. And that one person in that Twitter space said it, said it perfectly at this point, we just have to pretend like we threw an extra first round pick in that trade for Tyreek Hill. Still, we still have this, the loaded roster. We have the moment. We just got to play the best football we can. You know, if the Miami dolphins, since the Miami dolphins lost their first pick, let's just make it the 32nd. I've got a question. Answer this pretty quickly. Yep. Does Stephen Ross deserve 
all the blame, most or most of the blame. Steven Ross deserves most of the blame. I would give him about 75% of the blame, but I will also throw 25% of that onto Brian Flores because I think after Brian Flores got fired, he could have just moved on and looked for a new position and found a, there was plenty of head coaching, head coaching vacancies, but he wanted to create a problem. He wanted to create a scene. And if Brian Flores had just sailed away into the sunset off the South Beach coast, let he, there would have been a better chance that he would have gotten a top tier coaching position instead of a linebackers uh, coaching position with the Steelers. I, I, I have to give Stephen Ross the majority of the blame, but a little bit on Brian Flores too, because he really made, he really threw the Dolphins under the bus. He wasn't happy about how, how and why he got fired and decided to take the organization down with him. So as you know now, Tom, I would assume that this puts a lot of pressure on Tua because now Miami doesn't have two first-round picks or an extra three. So if Tua doesn't play well this year, Miami can't make a can't make a Denver Bronco, Cleveland Brown move for a quarterback, whether it be a college quarterback or one of these Deshaun Watsons, Russell Wilsons, Matthew Staffords, uh, who would be a potential trade? candidate next year potentially you know i'm actually going to disagree with you there i i think this has nothing to do with tua honestly i think as far as the players and the coaching staff of the miami dolphins are concerned this really at the end of the day is a nothing story because for the sole fact yes we lose that first round draft pick and the third round draft pick the year after but that doesn't affect football We, we don't have any players getting suspended we don't have any coaches getting suspended Steven Ross doesn't need to be in the building for the Miami Dolphins to win football games. Tua isn't going to be paying attention to this new story. This has nothing to do with him. Yes, it might have something to do with his future as opposed to the assets to move up. But as a Miami Dolphins fan, as a Miami Dolphins organization, you're not expecting to be looking for a quarterback next season. We are fully expecting Tua Tungavailoa to come into this season, show the improvements that Dolphins fans have seen through the short clips of training camp, and um, the Miami Dolphins to win football games. And at the end of the day, if the Miami Dolphins are winning football games, we don't need, we don't need two first round picks next year. We'll have San Francisco's, which as in my opinion, and, and a lot of, I, I don't know, in my opinion, the San Francisco pick is going to be a better pick than the Miami Dolphins draft pick next year anyway. Um, so I really don't think it has much to, to do with Tua. I think coach McDaniel is a great, is a great uh, coach, for this situation, I think he's going to do a very good job at telling the team, not even, I don't even think he's really going to have to say much to the team. I think that this story in particular is an outside organizational situation, but internally in that locker room, I really don't see much harm coming from this story in particular at the end of the season, we'll deal with, with the next season and what, what our off season moves are, but at the current state, I mean, we've got preseason coming up and just, and, and four days for, for the, when the two days, I'm sorry, uh, as the football, as the national football league is concerned. So, I mean, I, you know, as far as trading for future quarterbacks or whatever, I'm not worried about that at this moment. I mean, I still have all the faith in Tua that he's going to be able to lead the Miami Dolphins this season. Uh, two more things. One, it's probably a bigger embarrassment on the franchise more than anything, because if Stephen Ross had just been on his boat without the goat, you still have two ones. And two, as the late Raider, 
Raider owner Al Davis would say, just win, baby, because if you win, winning will take care of everything. If two plays well, you won't need that one next year. Goodbye. I don't need it. But if two sucks this year, gets hurt, doesn't show the maturity, or doesn't show the progression we think he's capable of doing, guess what? That one's gonna but that extra one's gonna bite you right in the touch because the Detroit Lions with two first round picks, Seattle with two ones, the Falcons with a need for a quarterback can all do something that you guys can't. Yeah. And I mean, it's it's at the end of the day, you're exactly right. It's all about just win, baby. It's all about you put you put the you put the progress, you put the 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 skill and the talent and the success on the field. We're not worried about the draft. We're not looking for the draft. We're looking at repeating as AFC East champions or play or or at coming off our first playoff win in 20 years. I mean, at the, I mean, like you said, the or like we've been saying, I mean, next offseason only matters when this season's over. And and as far as Dolphins fans are concerned, we're hoping that this is going to be one of the longest football seasons that we've seen in quite some time. <laughs> hey, you know what? It'd be not. It'd be nice to see the Dolphins play in the January because you imagine. I mean, I don't hypothetically. I know it's probably not likely, but you imagine a Dolphin Jag AFC title game. If it happens, I I don't know what we do. I don't know what we do. If it happens, you we need to have a viewing party for the next episode of uh, the big D podcast on spunky spectrum sports, because that's going to be quite a show. I'll tell you what. And also I am very, very impressed with the on a boat with the goat line that you just pulled out of there, by the way, in that last uh, little remark, because I didn't mean, I didn't mean the rhyme. Come on. In, I'm not Intentional or not on a boat with the goat. I mean, you could not have summed it up any better than that. Uh, on a boat, wait, on a boat with a float and the goat. There you go. As long as he's not got a tote. I mean, I don't know. but a banana boat. Maybe LeBron, D-Wade, there you go. Chris Bosh should have shown him the way around South Beach. Hey, it's it's Miami culture, baby. And unfortunately, Miami culture seems to be filled with uh, negative news stories. But hopefully it's going to be filled with uh, a little bit more uh, Ws than uh, – I don't know. Trust like, me, yeah. I've lived on the East Coast for three years. It seemed like the Dolphins are always in the news for the wrong reason. That being that being losing, losing, and either getting Adam Gates or Jay Cutler. Well, you don't want to remember those things either. No. So thanks for swimming on here, Alex. I'm I'm amazed you uh, kept it together because I thought I was going to have to bleep out half your words. Yeah, you know, it's I've come to the realization that, you know, I was definitely angry earlier and I'm sorry I couldn't get more of a uh, pure, natural, immediate reaction. But honestly, really thinking about the situation like like we've talked about in this episode, I mean, it's not affecting the football field. Coach McDaniel is going to going to be able to keep that organization or uh, keep that locker room contained. The players aren't worried about this story. All the players are worried about is winning football games. So at the end of the day, that first round pick is definitely not uh, it. At the end of the day, the draft next year would be a lot better with two first-round picks. But like I said, the Miami Dolphins are going to have the 30-second pick anyway. So uh, the NFL can have it. Well, maybe the th- – well, depending on what San Francisco has, you still could get the number one pick. Exactly. I'm, I'm down on Trey Lance this season, baby. But 
Thanks for having me again, Dylan. It's been a pleasure. Uh, nice to be able to talk some Dolphins football. I know we got some AFC East uh, division conversations coming up uh, in the next couple of weeks or so. So I'm excited to uh, continue this Miami Dolphins talk. But you know how I got to end it. Fins up, baby. <laughs>